I'm Elena. I'm... I'm Grant. And this is Sex Archie. Hey, hey, Hockey Town. <laughs> That's right. We're a Riverdale <laughs> Recap <laughs> Podcast here to talk about Chapter 125, Hoop Dreams, written by Evan Kyle and directed by Sierra Shooter Glaude. What a nickname. What a... I, she shoots. She scores! Does she? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, she's like... A director, not a hockey player. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, she could have been. You never know. You don't even have to score to be a good hockey player. If you score one goal in a game, that's really good for you. You just got to be able to, like, body check people. <laughs> I really like hockey. Yes. <laughs> Hockey's so good. But we 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 kick off this episode mm-hmm. with Jughead telling us that, you know, some towns are football towns. Yes. And some towns are hockey towns. Detroit, Michigan. It is. It's the best. Uh, so uh, Riverdale, though, has a so-so football team. Mm-hmm. And like the kids play hockey on Sweetwater River in the winter. Do they? I've never seen them do that. You've never shown me that, but okay. We've seen Sweetwater River iced over once, and they were not playing hockey. No. <laughs> Someone did break their hand doing punches, though. So kind of like hockey. <laughs> Uh, Riverdale, you see, is a basketball town. Why have they gone all these years without a basketball team then? Because of the war. Why, why did they have to mail order a Riverdale expat to have a coach in this basketball town? This town where basketball meant so much to them, apparently. What? R- Riverdale High has such a powerful powerful basketball legacy because point guard fred andrews led the team to three consecutive state championships yeah i know a school that did more yeah (laughs) but never mind never mind i was gonna say like i'm not sure you're a basketball town if the last basketball memories you have Mm -hmm. are from a guy in high school who has a son who is now in high school. (laughs) Sounds like your basketball was pretty bad. You're no longer a basketball. Like, if you don't have a story from those 20 years, you're Mm -hmm. no longer a basketball town. It's what drives the people to come out to every game and cheer their shitty team as they suck so bad. I mean, I understand that, but... (laughs) And that is exactly... What's happening? And it's not being helped by Julian being a very bad captain. He's really awful. He's I not, not there understand. for his team. No. He's only captain because his family gives money. Yes, that's absolutely it. Uh, so yeah, they lost. They did really bad. And in the locker room, Archie's the one that's given the pep talk that mm-hmm, they fought mm-hmm. a good fight. And they're all like, okay, whatever. <laughs> uh And so Julian goes off, though, about how, like, you know, they're all lucky that his parents still sponsor the team because they'd be nothing without that. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. Archie's like, cut the gas, Captain. (laughs) And Julian's like, "Uh uh-uh, we suck. And when your dad played, like, they were good and they were champs and not chumps. We're chumps. And I'm like, I don't understand. I don't feel like this is as much of an insult as you think it is. Like, you're insulting yourself. You have really good basketball genes. What's my excuse? Wait. Wh- what? 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 Wh- wait. Oh, God damn it. Brain hard. No. <laughs> Seriously, though. Like, what is this? He- Your dad was good at this, and we suck. I suck. What the fuck? What the fuck, Julian? But uh. they're all just very, very frustrated. And as everyone gets in their big old Studebakers to, to drive home, uh, Uncle Frank lets Archie in on a little bit of a secret. Things are about to turn around because he got permission to go a recruiting. To recruit outside of Riverdale. And I'm like, but you're a high school team. And a public school at that. That is against the rules. Like. That's super against the rules. Like What? That's not how this works. Especially back then, that's not how this works. It did for the Catholic schools. Not public. Private. Exactly, yeah. Different. 
So, like, the backstory that we'll eventually get to in this plot will make sense. But the actual thing is definitely some sort of under-the-table thing. So, so Frank's got his eye set on some farm kid out in Duck Creek. Yes! Uh, Reggie the Blur Mantle. Because you never see him coming. Because he's a blur! It's so hard to see him coming, it will take eight episodes for him to get there. <laughs> So meanwhile, Tony and Cheryl are making out in the gym. Yes, yes. After the game, they, they've changed out of their cheer gear and are having a secret makeout. They were still in their cheer gear oh, during the hot makeout time. I, it was then afterwards, which like, who knows how they uh, did some changing, but then they're having a little chat changed. Mm-hmm. Cheryl's all like, hey, what if we go steady? And Tony says, no, that's for assholes. (laughs) Every time she says square, just replace it in your mind with asshole. Yes. (laughs) She does not want to be a square. She does not want to do the square things. She doesn't even square dance. Nope. Uh, And this makes Cheryl kind of sad, but she's like, well, it's like we're already going steady anyway, so we don't have to call it that. It's fine. And Tony's like, what the fuck? We are dating exclusively, so, like, okay. I'll be okay. It's fine. Damn it. She trapped me. Just keep shoving your tongue down my throat like you've been doing. It's great. <laughs> so so the next day, the Andrews boys head out to Duck Creek. And then there he is, Reggie Mantle, as we've known him for, for six of these seven seasons now. He is throwing some monstrous bales of hay around. Big bales. He's a big bale boy. Yeah. Archie starts off his uh, friendship very well with being like, so, are you Korean? The first thing he says to this boy is, are you from Korea? Is explain your heritage, young man. And and no, (sighs) he's born here in Duck Creek, I assume, like very locally. His mother is from Korea, though. Yeah, not a way to make friends, Archie. No, no. Really not. I tend to start with, Hello. My name is, what's yours? Wow, that's a mighty big bale of hay you have. (laughs) You seem strong. Did you put all those in that truck yourself? Wow, golly. Uh, So Frank comes out and is like, hey, it's all squared away with your folks. Uh, They're good to like ship you off to Riverdale. So like, go say your goodbyes and we'll get going. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also in this conversation, we find out that he, he played he played a partial season the previous year for Stonewall Prep. Yes. They, they've not only recruited him, they're uh, uh, kidnapping him. And, and he's going to be living with the Andrewses through, through the basketball season. Where else are you going to put him? It's a, it's a long, long commute from Duck Creek. So, yeah, uh, they've brought him home and every, they're having a nice family dinner. Mm-hmm. Mary's there. Uh, and, uh, you know, Mary's like, so I hear you got family as a farm. What's that like? That's nice. <laughs> See, there we go. She knows how to do it. Small talk. And so Reggie talks about how, you know, yeah, they do. And, and you know, how his father was in the army and got some shrimp metal and how like you know things weren't doing great so he he started helping out on the farm more and then picking up the slack and whatnot Mm -hmm, and archie's mm -hmm. like well gee like shouldn't the gi bill help you with like money and stuff and he's like we are not eligible and archie's like why we are (laughs) and then reggie just looks at him with, with like his flat affect and says guess Go on. Why do you think? (laughs) What the fuck? Following dinner, the boys go up to their now shared bedroom. Yes. We are are pulling Archie Jughead with an Archie Reggie. Yes. Reggie is new Jughead now. Hey, here's your cot. (laughs) And Reggie's like, hey, who's that? Yeah, who's this young lady across the alley? And Archie draws the, sh- the curtain and says, oh, that's Betty. Uh, we have to keep the curtain closed forever now. Uh, <laughs> pay no attention to the young woman behind the curtain. And Reggie's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Y'all some weird ones up in this city. Duck Creek, we don't have this problem. <laughs> in Duck Creek, we don't have people. We don't <laughs> have neighbors. <laughs> it's a good five miles to the next house. 
Seriously, though, why is, like, Reggie so southern all of a sudden? Like, where the fuck is Duck Creek? Uh, Duck Creek is is a neighborhood in Brooklyn. (laughs) Brooklyn! Uh, So so then we cut over to to Betty's room, where uh, her dad knocks and comes in, and he's been having a talk with good old Dr. Werther's down at the school. Yeah, and Dr. Werther's uh, thinks that Betty should get more exercise, uh... To deal with her excess energy. Yeah. And she's like, oh, so am I going back on grandstand? Like, no, that'd be too distracting. No, 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 no. She's Uh, like, oh, the boys? Yes, the boys. All the boys. boys. Uh, In fact, Dr. Werther's proposed she become a cheerleader. Yes. So he's already arranged it with Clifford, who's going to arrange it with Cheryl, and she's going to join the Vixens. Yeah, there's nothing horny about jumping around in a short skirt calling yourself a Vixen. That's that's totally non-sexual. Cheering on boys that are very sweaty in short shorts. Mm, This is all very chaste and fine. They could be shorter shorts. This could be 1975. Seriously, those are like the shortest fucking shorts ever. Like, what? There's more than one ball on the court when you're when you're watching uh, some of that archival Ooh, games. Bounce out, kind of flop around. Ooh, a double dribble. Uh, so. <laughs> Wouldn't it be a triple? Because you got the two and then the one? <laughs> That's why they call it a triple-double, dear. So, uh, the... <laughs> So that's the end of our prologue. Uh, a title card comes and all that. Now, before we start the, this next scene, I have to say, if the character of Lizzo is going to be a thing... I want to know what the fuck her deal is! Can she please do something other than harass Tony? Ever? Why does she just hang outside the high school and talk to, like, three people? Can she talk to Fangs, at least? Like, they're implied to, to be friends as, as greasers. What is the point of her why does she exist she's just the gay devil on tony's shoulder she bugs me more than dennis (laughs) dennis the goober from the basketball team what's your point i don't mind there being a gay devil on tony's shoulder but if we're going to pretend this is a person she needs to do something else ever anything i would like to see her do anything interact with anyone else Talk about anything else other than like, oh, you're being gay. Okay. <laughs> but but yeah, th- this scene is just about her like saying, hey, Tony, you still dating that, that rich white girl? Are you getting any? I bet you are. And that's what you're doing it for. And then you're going to dump her because you hate commitment. And, neener, neener, neener. And you love finding those ripe cherries in the closet. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So you, so you can hit it and quit it, you 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 commitment-phobe. I know your ways. And the thing is, is for a second you're kind of like, oh, is this like because they did that together? But like Lizzo's definitely older than Tony, so it wouldn't <laughs> have been Tony doing it because she would have been in middle school and Lizzo was in high school. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> What is going on? Does she even exist? Is she a ghost? Is she a ghost? Is she a ghost? <laughs> is she, um... Oh, what's the character from Greece? There are no ghosts No, there's not a ghost, but the angel thing. Yeah, the angel. What's... The lounge singing angel. Yeah. yeah. Is, is it like that? Is this, is this Tony's version? Except it's like, instead of an angel, it's a devil who's like, oh, you're horny. <laughs> I mean, blah, blah, you're very horny, <laughs> I am the sex Dracula, you're very horny. Some literary criticism would say all Dracula is the sex Dracula, <laughs> There are so many things that crossed my mind as soon as you said sex Dracula, and I was like, mm, Ooh, mm. I want to suck so many things, <laughs> who can choose? <laughs> Tabitha's back, you Lizzo. Uh, Tabitha is, is filling Tony in on her grand tour. It's implied she's still on the Tillman tour. It's just like on hiatus. So she came back home for, for a week. Yeah. Um, she needed a break from the racism. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Basically. Yeah. So they have a little chat about that and how it, you know, was hard. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, so like, tell me about what's been going on here. And Tony's like, 
I'm a cheerleader. And she's like, what? Uh, she's like, well, what about your writing? Are you still writing for the blue and gold? And both of us were like, she did that? I mean, Was she, that a thing? She tried to in the first episode. Yes. I forgot. So did everyone else. Yep. <laughs> I haven't touched on that since then. <laughs> Which is basically what Tony says. Like, no, <laughs> it's been a while. I've been trying to get the girl. Got a little distracted. So so this catch-up scene continues in the student lounge. Yeah. With everyone else. Yes. Yeah, it's it's uh, the white character's catch-up scene, so, actually. So Veronica finds out that Betty's a river... Or river vixen. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, basically. We used to call them nymphs. <laughs> that she's now a vixen. And uh, they find out that Veronica now owns the Babylonium as of this morning when she signed the paperwork. I, I like the line, like, Wer- weren't you a popcorn jockey two days ago? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Archie comes in with Reggie, and Veronica says, oh, aren't you gonna introduce us to the strapping flutterbum of a new pal you got? And everybody, everybody for the rest of the scene is it just showing how bad they want to get with the new guy. Veronica most of all. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, like, Cheryl wouldn't turn that down, which is interesting. Kevin's got a boyfriend, but is a little interested over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Betty, uncontrollable uh, at this stage in her life. So, yeah, so everyone's, like, going around introducing themselves, except Betty. And Reggie's like, who are you? She's like, I'm Betty. He's like, ah, nice to meet you, neighbor. And that's when everyone finds out that, yeah, he's staying in the Andrews home. Veronica, though, does not let up. She's like... No, never. Tell us about yourself, Reginald. You know, do you like movies? And he's like, well, we don't got one in Duck Creek. And just the the very sly, subtle, humble brag of saying that, uh, uh, you know, he's welcome at the Babylonian, at the Babylonium anytime since she bought it. Oh, I own my own business. Yes. I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> She's like, also, if you're looking for work, uh, you can have a part time job. And he's just like, where's the gym? Yeah. I would like to go throw balls now. <laughs> and uh, Kevin offers to show him where. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Along with everyone along else. They ev- all want to show him. All of them. And so Archie's just like, I'll I'll show you the way. Yeah. Uh, so out in the hallway, Tabitha and Jughead are reunited. And speaking of things that just sort of got dropped in the first episode. She's like, aren't you that guy that was supposed to keep me up on my homework? And he's like, fuck yes, I was. Oh, no. See, I had a magic kiss that wiped all of my memories. <laughs> I think it included that one. <laughs> uh, it's a bit preoccupied. And she wants to know why. And he's like, well, I write comic books now. It's very cool. And she's so forgiving. Apparently, she just had a direct line to the principal and didn't need a student to take care of her, her no, homework. She's apparently fine. Yeah. So they uh, bond over the fact that he uh, is writing comic books and that he knows Brad Rayberry. And mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. loves science fiction. One of her favorite contemporary writers and jumps at the chance to be introduced personally. Oh, my God. Can you even imagine? And they are both so fucking cute. They're very cute. I've missed the Jugatha. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, the Or Tabhead. I prefer Jugatha. Jugatha is way better. Like the the uh, MSX 07 Jugatha <laughs> was fielded in small numbers during the One Year War, built at the California base. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Kevin goes to visit uh, Veronica at the Babylonium. In search of two things, a job and a plot line. Please, I need them. He, he needs to do something. She's like, oh, yeah, well, you do love the movies and you're uh, pals with Clay, aren't you? So, like, uh, maybe you can help me because, like, I want to jump his bones. Yeah, his job seems contingent on the idea of being used as a wingman for Veronica to get with Clay, a not single man. Yeah, but she's like, so I want you to, like, find out if he's seen anyone or anything. And instead <laughs> of him just saying, like, well, way he ahead is, of you there. I know he is, uh, he's just like, oh, yeah, sure, I can do that. Yeah, okay, for, for like, two fifty an hour, I'll uh, say anything you want. Oh, he's not being paid two fifty an hour. <laughs> yeah, Veronica is just as desperate as Betty these days. Yes. But for a date and not like a roll in the hay, I guess. 
She wants to be seen with a boy, not to do uh, uh, the unmentionables. Yeah, where Betty, like, she wants to do the nasty. <laughs> she wants to know what the nasty she, is. She read a book about the nasty. She's like, let's go. Uh, so, yeah, it's basketball practice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Dilton is our new water boy. Uh, Frank's like, hey, so for this practice, we're going to have two teams. Uh, Julian, you're going to lead the one. Reggie, you're going to lead the other. Now, everyone else, just, like, go pick your favorite people. <laughs> this is not at all about, like, favorites or anything. No, no, they're they're not dividing up by position or, or anything at all. Or, like, a tag all. team, like, each person gets to select one person for their team. No, it's just go pick your favorites. And it winds up with uh, uh, Archie and Fangs lining up with uh, uh, Reggie. Reggie. And... Seven players with, <laughs> with Julian. And Fangs is like, what the fuck? Like, we can't do this with just three. And Reggie's like, it's fine. We'll take Dilton too. Dilton's like, okay. Yeah. So then they have a, a match of four on seven basketball. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and uh, the team of four holds their own very well. Dilton does struggle, but Reggie's so supportive. Dilton is getting his ass kicked up and down this, this court. He flinches anytime the ball is near. He gets laid so out over and over. But it's So do I. No fault to him. <laughs> but Reggie is just so good that like it remains close the whole way. It's a tie game going down the end. And who? Who uh, uh, gets the match point? A thing that does not exist in basketball. <laughs> it's Dilton. It's Dilton. He- and so they are... He, he gets it in and like Reggie and Fangs and Archie like lift him up because he like won the game. Did you say he gets it in? It is me, Sex Dracula. <laughs> but but yeah, Dilton does does make a layup with the worst form I've ever seen. It is an ugly, ugly basket, but hey, it counts. It counts. It's more than I could do. It's fine. <laughs> So we all hit the showers, and Archie's like, hey, guys, we're all up for for post-practice burgers and pops, right? It's a team tradition. And everyone says, no, fuck you, Archie. Yeah. Until Reggie's like, it's all right, whatever. I'm not hungry. I'm just going to go home. And as soon as Reggie's out... Julian's like, okay, let's all go, guys. Yeah, it's burger time then. You know what? I changed my mind. I, I could eat a horse full of burgers. A horse full of burgers? A horse full of burgers. <laughs> Did the horse eat the burgers first? Or are you Horses eating Horses are vegetarian. Are you eating horse burgers? Or is it a hollow horse? A like hollow a, horse? <laughs> like the Trojan horse, but full of burgers. And that is how we kill Jughead Jones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so basically the entire team, except uh, uh, Fangs, and, Fangs Archie. and Archie, are like, hey, we hate Koreans more than we love burgers. We're gone. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. There's, uh, there's a lot going on here. It's pretty much just one thing going on. A lot of one thing. A lot of of racism. (laughs) So it is Vixen's practice time. And this team policy is fucking insane. So to be a member of the team, Uh you get assigned your very own basketball player boy. You get a special guy. Everyone gets their own special guy. And it's the guy that you're going to show special support to all year. You're going to bake cookies for them. You're going to wear their jersey. You're going to help them with their homework, etc. And so it is Cheryl's job to assign every vixen their special guy. She takes it easy on herself and takes Julian... It's it's pretty easy to like help someone with with their schedule when you share a roof. Yes. Uh gives Tony to Archie or perhaps gives Archie to Tony yeah. because there there we go. That's he's safe. He's he's strong and strapping and a nice guy. All right. And and Betty, uh I guess has her dreams come true because there's a big uh hunky new kid uh, uh that is her responsibility. She gets Reggie. Don't know who anyone else gets. I'm hoping Midge gets uh, the father of her baby. We can assume so. Because we are not going to address I... that at all throughout this entire episode. Midge is in this episode. The next time we are going to address this is she will be giving birth. <laughs> 
No, 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 no. It'll be uh, the season finale. She'll just have a toddler. She'll just have a toddler, won't she? We'll be calling it a newborn. It will be walking. Uh, so, uh, Jughead is taking Tabitha to, uh, Rayberries to be like, okay, let's introduce you. Uh, but he just keeps knocking and there's not an answer. Almost as if there was some sort of sinister milkman afoot. Or maybe he just, like, went out for groceries. That's what they assume. He leaves a note and they decide, he's like, hey, do you want to go, like, see a movie with me instead? And wouldn't you know it, the Babylonium is showing the latest pick with the, them fantastic Ray Harryhausen effects. She's like, yes, yes, I would like to go to a movie with you, Jughead Jones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would like nothing more. I would like nothing more than to prop up the failing business of that girl from school. Uh, <laughs> the girl that moved into town a day before I moved out. <laughs> Tony uh, goes up to Cheryl and is like, hey, Cheryl, here's the deal. I can't do this anymore. You're- I can't be a vixen. I am not down with baking uh, cookies for a meathead. Uh, I'm quitting the cheer squad because you're modeling compulsory heterosexuality and that's not my scene. <laughs> Um, and I don't, I don't think this whole square thing is for me either, so, like, we should break up, too. I'm, I'm breaking up with you because you made everyone be a housewife junior to a basketball player? You freak? Yes. Uh, yeah, so Tony breaks up with Cheryl, and Cheryl's mm-hmm. very sad. She's a rolling stone, she's gotta wander free and plumb the depths of Riverdale's closets to find her next date. Yeah. Uh, so over at the Babylonium, Jughead and Tabitha are there getting some snacks, and Jughead is ordering. He has uh-huh. ordered an extra-large popcorn, a large drink, uh, a butter flinger, two packs of senior mints, a mint bogos, uh, three buccaneers, and a skit-scat. And he asked Tabitha if she wants anything. <laughs> it's the easiest joke, but it's good. It's so good. And uh, most of these fake brand names, if not all, have previously been in the show. If you will remember, rem- remember that time all the kids went to the uh, guidance counselor? From Firefly. And it was the lady from Firefly? I, they did have, I remember three uh, three Buccaneers. Yeah, I, I remember that one specifically. Senior Mints is very familiar. I think Skit Scat as well. I don't remember Skit Scat, but I love Skit Scat. <laughs> So much better than Kit Kat. Like, skit scat. So much more fun to say. Um, but all of that only cost him 75 cents. Mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. why I say that Kevin is not making two fifty. <laughs> yeah, if, if that's what the entire candy counter costs, yeah, you might you might be onto yeah. something. So as soon as they uh, finish their uh, transaction and head into the uh, uh, auditorium, it just leaves the three staff members to chat in the lobby. And Veronica's like, huh. Those two together, hmm, makes you think. Makes you think about dating, huh, Clay? Isn't it interesting how different people can be together on you, dates? You know, you know, like Jughead and I, we dated we also for a while. Dated. People date me. Did you know that? I'm, and Clay's like, well, well, what happened? She's like, I broke up with him. Because I'm such a really high value person to date, you know? It's very exclusive and, and desirable, I'd say, to date me. Clay's like, huh, well, he's pretty handsome. It's true. I do date handsome men. There are a lot of handsome men. You're looking very nice today, Clay. <laughs> and this whole time, he's just like looking at Kevin who's sweeping up. And Kevin's like, what the f- I, ow, I, I like the shiny buttons, but this is hard. <laughs> Over at uh, school the next day, uh, Betty is helping, uh, or helping or doing homework with Reggie. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to, like, prompt him with, oh, like, what did you get on, like, question three? And he's like, you don't have to do this. And she says, well, no, I kind of do, because it's a condition of being a vixen. And being a vixen is my punishment for my terrible horn dog ways. <laughs> They, she's like, they thought this would curb my physical urges. And he's like, what? Bleh? What? She's like, oh, well, I sort of flashed my underwear. And then, uh, and he's like, oh, like, is, is that why you guys got to have your curtains closed? And she's like, oh, no, that's because of the peep show we were doing. <laughs> and this has frightened Reggie Mantle. It's like... In Duck Creek, we don't have peep shows or, or panty flashing. I'm gonna go. We don't even have physical urges. We just have hay bales. 
Duck Creek has a population of three. <laughs> it's me and my parents. Like, what are you people doing here? And he's like, I gotta go. I gotta live with that guy. Like, I, I can't. I can't be around this. <laughs> How in the world is Reggie Mantle the most, like, mature person in this show? I can't be messing with the girl who's messing with my roommate who I just met. And, like, this is my chance to get seen by college scouts. I No, no, you do your homework alone. I absolve you of vixen duties. We're done. The Reggie we know would have been like, you want to flash me those panties? Right now? Right this minute in school? But no, not this Reggie. This Reggie says, excuse me, I'm going to go practice free throws in my school clothes now. Which is where we catch him after the commercial break. Uh, and Archie comes in and he's like, hey, you want to grab lunch with us? Uh, and he's like, it's not the team, it's just my friends. And he's like, nope. <laughs> I've met your friends. No. No. You all flash your panties at each other. What the fuck place is this? <laughs> it's a fun game. Blah. <laughs> look, look at this. It is crotchless. Blah. Six Dracula. Uh, so meanwhile, in the student lounge, uh, Tony, Tabitha, and Clay are having a little check-in. And Tony's decided now that she's quit the cheerleading team, she's going to start a literary society for black students. She says to the only other black students. So the three of us, you guys, are going to have a club. <laughs> I expect you to be a part of the club. And it's it's good news for her that the three are generally quite literary. Yeah, like yeah. they're all very into it. It's <laughs> great. Uh, but Tabitha's like, oh, are you going to have time with that? Like, with cheerleading? And like, well, I'm not in cheer anymore. I joined for the wrong reasons. And she's like, what was that? I had a crush. On a lady named Cheryl Blossom. <laughs> I'm just going to out people just, right now. I Tabitha's cool. She's down, I guess. Like, and Clay, we knew. They were all having, like, double dates down in, in the, the uh, dark room. But Tabitha is in the club now. You know, Clay's like, well, what happened? And, you know, she explains, well, you know, we're very different. She's rich, white, a blossom. It's just, it would it would have been impossible. And Clay's like, mm, you know, things are different between me and Kevin, but it's not impossible. Like, you can work through it if you really care. And Tabitha's so caught up now. Yeah, yeah. Caught up on everyone. <laughs> We don't see her face through any of this, but I feel like she'd be like, wait, what? I gotta take notes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> There's a let me make a chart. <laughs> like, what has happened in the past two months? This is what she needed Jughead to be keeping her up on. Never mind the homework. Seriously, homework. like, can't. But how would he know? He doesn't talk to these people. No. <laughs> over, over at the movie theater, uh, Veronica's like, hey, Kevin, have you seen Clay? And Kevin's like, hey, Veronica, stop doing workplace harassment. It sucks. You're his boss. It's like, what? That, that, what do you mean? Like, there's nothing wrong with it. But, you know, it's not like he's interested or anything. And Kevin's like, no, no, he's not. You're a lady type person. He's into the dude men. And so am I. You know, every, everybody is coming out today. And all Veronica is just like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Yo. I should have put a bet on this. I knew it. I knew you were both secret friends of Dorothy. Secret's out now. Uh, and she, he's like, well, if you knew, why did why did you go through this? Oh, I wanted to prove that I was right. <laughs> and kind of hoping he's he's actually bi. No, yeah, like, no, okay, he, fine. He doesn't swing both ways, and Kevin's like, no! <laughs> and I am kind of like, Kevin, did you ask? Did you confirm? You can speak for yourself, but, like, do you, do you know for sure? You could at least say, not right now, he's not, he's spoken for. He's my boyfriend! We're exclusive! We're exclusive! But, but all of but, all of this homosexuality is what makes Veronica say that Riverdale is finally starting to feel like home. Yes. <laughs> and she's very happy for Kevin because Kevin's got a hunk. And she she does Hollywood name dropping in a way that implies she is is uh, is also by herself. Yes. And knows a lot of And would even prefer the ladies if you had to like put a percentage on it. And Kevin's so confused. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't know what she's talking about, who she's talking about. <laughs> he is lost. 
<laughs> he's still like five sentences behind, like trying to be like, wait, you knew? That's Kevin. Da 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 da. Hey. So, so it's basketball practice again. This team may never win a game, but damn, do they practice. Yes. And this practice comes with announcements. Hooray! Everyone's favorite part. Uh, so Julian's like, my parents are hosting a basketball booster mixer, and mm-hmm. all you need to be there. Well, of course, of course. you got. If they're there to support the team, the team needs to be there too. And Fangs is like, are the cheerleaders invited? This is all I care about. <laughs> yes. Yes. You're going to have to find a maternity uh, party dress, but you know what? That's on you. And uh, with a little like <clears throat> from Frank, Julian's like, oh yeah, and we're going to like welcome our new basketball player, Reggie, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We, but we need this to be a big success to raise the funds to build a new gym. That's the problem. Not that, what do we got? Ten people on this team? Nine of them suck? Yeah. So bad? Yeah. I, I do like that there is, yet again, a bit of season one uh, uh, continuity. In that Archie might be a great teammate, but he fucking sucks at the actual sport. <laughs> I really want him to give a pep talk in this season about the epic highs and lows of of high school school basketball. basketball. We're experiencing a lot of lows. Reggie is the only athlete who's worth a damn. But the highs, the highs will come, you guys. We just got to hang in there. (laughs) Until we invent a new fake drug. After Archie's like, hey, Reggie, like, you're going to go? To the thing and he's like no 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 I, I, I can't have any distractions in my life you know uh these games are gonna be in front of ncaa recruiters i get a college sponsorship i'm made and no dinner party no burger run is gonna gonna keep me from that archie's like what like you know you can't even like give an inch like people people are trying to be your friend and he's like mm-mm well, what what he says oh, yeah. is, can't you yes. meet us halfway? Yes. Yeah, that's what and Reggie's like, no, you can't meet someone halfway who ain't moving. Yes. It's, it's the most sense anyone's made. So he, he shares about his sophomore year and how he was recruited by Stonewall Prep. And his teammates made it very clear that he did not belong. Well, his very first day, they filled his his locker with like 50 pounds of rice. And it was and like, said, don't hey, you guys like that? You're into that, right? <laughs> uh, and he's like, so I'm not doing this shit again. I'm not meeting anyone halfway. I'm not letting anyone take an inch. I'm not letting anyone in because that is like how people humiliate me. And I'm not doing that shit. I'm just going to play... Y'all fucking racist. I'm I'm done. I'm going to play the damn game. I'm going to just do my homework in your bedroom. And that's it. That's all you're going to get from me. And Archie's like, I'm sorry that happened to you. But like, we're not like that here. And he's like, yeah, fuck you are. (laughs) (laughs) Who who is the captain of this team, Archie? Who's the captain? Who's the captain? How how would you uh, uh, characterize his behavior, Archibald? So uh, Cheryl is uh, on her way out of the school Mm -hmm. and Tony stops her. And is like, hey, I'm petitioning for a new club. And since you're a student body president, hoping you'll put in a good word for me, get the request we need for the money mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. the club. And Tony's a good friend and is like, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like this, this conversation starts very tense. But once it is about like school business and, and like, Having that bit of vulnerability, like, can can you uh, uh, present our case to the principal, it becomes friendly. It becomes cordial. Yes. And then once they're starting to part as friends, Cheryl comes back and is like, mm, by the way, I got a did, bit of a question for you. Did you break up with me because I'm white? And Tony says, yeah, that was in the mix. That was part of it. <laughs> like a blossom and everything else but yeah uh i did kind of say so to clay and cheryl's just like okay well i'll still put a good word for you yeah (laughs) it's okay uh so it is time for the booster mixer and this starts with a long like steady cam one shot through the entire booster mixer uh they got every extra in vancouver to to fill the the thornhill set Pretty sure I see Cheryl grab Midge and like drag her off. I think maybe Midge was drinking while pregnant. (laughs) 
And Cheryl was they like, no, no, no. Know. They didn't know back then. So it's more like, uh, Midge, you shouldn't be underage drinking at all. <laughs> what are you doing? It's not about the baby. So now it is Betty and Archie's turn to, to catch up with one another. And Archie is such a dweebus. He is a dweebus. He says, howdy doody. Wait, no. Yeah. Howdy doody, Betty. Mm-hmm. As he's got his punch and his his cardigan and his skewer of pineapple or some shit. <laughs> so, you know, he asks her, like, oh, how's it? How's being a paper shaker? She's like, oh, I don't think I'll be one for much longer because once my mom finds out I've been assigned a boy. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of fucked up. The, the people who, like, I mean, I'm also one of these people, but the people who roll their eyes at, like, uh, uh, someone saying, you know, a toddler has a boyfriend because, like, are in the same daycare and they hang out or whatever, would be losing their mind at how the vixens are operating. Yes. Uh, so uh, they get interrupted, though, because Archie is called over uh, by the Blossoms and Frank. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And so they're like, oh, hey, Archie, like, I hear you're sharing a room with our newest player. And they offer their condolences for, for his sacrifice. And Archie's like, okay, this is kind of weird. <laughs> like, he, he says, no, it's no problem. He's happy to do it. And, and you can tell in his mind, he's just like, please just be talking about, like, sharing my room with another guy in general. Please but, just let it be normal. But then start referencing how he's that Korean boy. Yeah. We regard him as a necessary evil, says Penelope. And it just all goes downhill yeah, from yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are very racist. There's a guy called Dennis, who we've never seen before, who's apparently on the on the squad. Fuck you, Dennis. He's, he's the most racist of them all, and we've never seen this man before. Clifford's all like, well, I hope he realizes the opportunity we've given him. And Archie's like, yeah, he won't talk about anything else. He won't go out for burgers because he's so focused on the opportunity. Uh, and Clifford implies that, well, like, he better realize it and, like, turn up at the games. Otherwise, there's going to be uh, problems for him and his family. And like, his family. Are they going to oh. fucking kill them and put them in maple syrup? And then, and then the camera cuts to a reverse angle where we see that Cheryl has been eavesdropping and heard her dad being evil and is somehow shocked. Uh, and Archie uh, goes out to get some fresh air because he has learned about racism. <laughs> he learned about homophobia. He's learning about racism. This is a big week for Archie. It's a big week. I think he needs an extra glass of milk. <laughs> So, uh, Reggie, uh, has decided to take a break from studying and has actually gone to the Babylonium. And, uh, Veronica welcomes him by saying, I thought you didn't like movies. And he's like, no, I just said we didn't have a movie theater in Duck Creek. And then she's like, hey, you want to date me? And he says, no. (laughs) She's like, did you maybe come here because I was here? And he's like, I didn't even remember that you worked here. (laughs) I'm going to watch a movie now. She's like, I... I don't work here. I'm the owner. He's like, okay, can I have some plain popcorn? I'm training. (laughs) He gets his popcorn on the house and then watches his movie in silence while Veronica is just so, so desperate. And Kevin's like, it's okay. There's plenty of other fish in this sea. And she's like, I don't care. I want him. (laughs) I want the boy that doesn't want me. Ain't that always the way. Jughead has taken Tabitha back to his uh, train car. Yeah, yeah, and she's really enjoying the uh, the refurbishments that uh, Veronica uh, did. Uh, and they start talking about book stuff. Mm-hmm. She corrects his pronunciation of Du Bois. I would have said it wrong too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, part part of his anti colonial project. He, he manifested his personal politics by rejecting the French pronunciation of his name. Yeah. Yes. I just ruin everyone's name. So. <laughs> there, there's nothing else behind it other than I can't read. Well, what, <laughs> what goes around comes around, Aliana. <laughs> that's why I'm like, Athens, whatever. Sure, that's me. <laughs> that's why I go by the gang. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so she has uh, given him a copy of Dark Waters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, he's, you know, she's like, oh, I think you'll love it. Like, there's sci-fi in there. Like, here's who he is. Uh, and he's like, oh, cool. Like, what, what one should I start with? And so she recommends the comet. You know, the, the one about an interracial couple in New York surviving a comet impact? Hmm? Hmm? And he does have a look on his face like, that sounds strangely familiar <laughs> for like a second. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then it goes away, and he's just like, oh, that does sound very exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I thought we could maybe, like, read it together. Out loud. Tonight. All night in the train apartment. Is that all you want to do, Tabitha? Is that it? So so it's late. The mixer is over, and Archie comes home to find Reggie post-movie. Reading Superduck. Reading Superduck in, in their bedroom. And Archie, like wants to be a friend he wants to talk has no idea what to say it does not work uh and archie's just like i just don't want to talk about it don't want to talk about it can't process the racism yet <laughs> gonna go take a shower okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so uh, it's basketball practice again uh yeah and uh apparently frank is in a meeting so julian is uh leading warm-ups uh, and warm-ups are, let's play a game of basketball, but, like, full contact. Yeah, everyone is flagrantly fouling uh, uh, Reggie. And uh, then once the name-calling starts, that's when Archie punches him flat out. Yes! So, so Julian is knocked on his ass. And Archie's uh, like, we are not doing this crap! Yeah, yeah. No! He, he gives this big, like, uh, uh, my way or the highway speech. Like, we're a team, we look out for each other. You wanna, you wanna play these little games instead of the game of god dang basketball? Uh, then, then there's the door. Uh, and then he helps, uh, Julian stand up. Uh, uh, cause he believes in teamwork. I would have helped him up and then pushed him back Push down. Him down again. Blah, blah. Uh, Cheryl goes to Tony and is like, hey, here's the funds for your club. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. They were apparently earmarked for something else that Cheryl brushes off as not being as important. I wonder what it was. I wonder what it was. Will that matter? Probably not, but I feel like it should. It should be something that was like important to Cheryl, but she gave it up so that way Tony could have this. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's Vixen funds? I don't know. <laughs> It's the blue and gold. Uh, <laughs> she just like gave up the blue and gold for that. <laughs> no one was writing for it anyway. It was what just she, sitting in, in the account. What if she stole the money that was for the new gym? <laughs> so, so yeah, she gives her that. And as she's on her way out, Tony's like, hey, uh, what are you doing after practice? Want to wanna go to the dark room and talk? Or any given dark room. Make out. If you catch my meaning. Just try again? So basically, Tony has been like double dog dared to, to really put in effort and maybe, just maybe, uh, uh, prove Lizzo wrong and, and stick with the girl for a while. And we'll see where that goes. We'll see. Uh, in the locker room, we have Reggie and Archie. And uh, Archie's like, I didn't sock him for you. Because you don't need saving. I did it for myself because I didn't want to believe you were right about racism. <laughs> well, I but didn't, you are. <laughs> I didn't want to believe you were right about Riverdale being really fucking racist. Yeah, yeah. Racism here. Yeah, yeah. So he punched the biggest racist he had within arm's reach. And this makes Reggie finally agree to go get lunch with someone. <laughs> this this like, is bad. You want to go get a burger at Pops? I'm not gonna like promise I'm sitting with anyone else, but like I guess I'll sit with you. I I I do appreciate uh, a lot of the little things in this episode, and and primary among them is that we're tracking uh, uh, Reggie's idea of himself, his integration, for lack of a better word, in Riverdale society by whether he eats at Pops or not. That is yeah. the barometer. Yeah. <laughs> that is very, very true to uh, true to the show. Uh, and so Jughead goes back uh, to Brad's mm-hmm. uh, after having stayed up all night 
uh, reading with Tabitha. I guess it's not a very short story. It sounds like a long story in that case. Uh, and when he goes there, the door is slightly ajar, and he opens it, and inside he finds Sheriff Keller and other cops. And they are investigating, well, cleaning up after, the apparent suicide of Brad Rayberry. He apparently hung himself and left a note. You can't keep doing this or something? Yeah, it's very generic. Very generic. One-liner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and At least the only line that is recited by the sheriff. Yes. And, and like, yeah, he, he offers his condolences, like, oh, yeah, I, I knew you two were close. Uh, sorry, sorry, kid. And, and Jughead is shocked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that is the end of the episode. That's it. So, darling, what did you think of chapter 125, our final power of five in the run of Riverdale? I thought so many different things were going to happen than what happened. Yeah. So I thought when Tabitha's all like, we should stay up. And read the story together. That mm-hmm. that was like her knowing something about the future, and like the story mm. was gonna like awaken Jughead's mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I also totally thought that uh, <laughs> there was gonna be a bloody slasher scene of Bradbury's death, and it was mm. going to be blamed on Jughead, especially since his note was left there. Yeah. And be like, evidence, you were here, you did it. He did stick that note on the door, and it's not there when they come back. Yeah. What if, what if uh, his note is written on the other side of the forged suicide note and that becomes a thing? Uh, Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. There's still a chance, but like I thought we were going to end with like Jughead getting like toted away after like his mind awakening to the future. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. None of that happened. None of that happened. I don't think these kids' minds are going to awaken, dear. We keep expecting it to happen, especially Jughead. It keeps not happening. I know. I just really thought, though. Like, that seemed like the perfect, like, oh, oh, is this? No. No. Season seven is is really losing its charm for me more by more, week by week. Yeah. Yeah, like, how many very special episodes can we make before they're not special anymore? Yeah. And and like the first episode I think was really interesting because it was so ingrained in the real of the moment historical record of this time, right? Mhm. It's not true anymore. Like there's no <laughs> I can't go look up uh, a news reports about people bullying the the new Korean kid in school. It's not it doesn't work the same way as the Emmett Till trial did to ground that angle in the narrative. Yeah. And it is just the same thing that happened last week. Yes. It's frankly making me shocked that Archie hasn't had the same thing happen with like seeing how Betty is is treated after the peep show compared to how he is. Yeah. It's just the without an injection of something new, something surprising. Like when when is the last big surprise been? I th- is it the initial murder? I mean, the milkman was surprising, but I, I, I mean, it wasn't surprising that like <laughs> he showed up because I knew he was going to show up, but it was like, oh, there he is. There is a milkman. That's what he looks like. Mm-hmm, but then mm-hmm. we did nothing with it this week. Right, right. It's still fun mm-hmm. in a lot of senses, but also like, yeah, give me a vampire or something. Like I'm ready. Like yeah. let's change it up. We've had a few episodes of it. In this way, what's next? You rang. I was having sex. Blah. <laughs> Six Dracula. <laughs> and, and part of why I was really excited for this episode is I was expecting, for my expectations, that Reggie would be a big personality, a big agent of chaos, mixing things up, messing with people, pulling pranks, making trouble. Yeah. And this Reggie, he doesn't want no trouble. He, he is like first act of a Jackie Chan movie. He, he doesn't want to make any trouble. Yeah. Well, and I think we're, you know, we're still falling into the whole, like, people are getting siloed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it would be nice to have something that brought everyone together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would like, I don't know, half the cast to acknowledge Jughead exists, and I would like people <laughs> to remember that Ethel's in the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. <laughs> I don't really have any problems with this episode itself. It's just like, we've been following these trends... Trends are starting to feel like a rut. If I don't talk about it now, I'll 
be even more upset about it next week un- unless something changes, you know? Yeah. I mean, so last week we were talking about, like, Sheriff Keller and mm-hmm, how, like, mm-hmm. that's, like, the biggest, like, change of a character. And no, but, like, Reggie... Reggie Reg- Reg- might be a bigger change. Yeah. yeah Reggie's, yeah. like, even more, and it's strange. He's not doing scams. He's no. anti-scam. A scam oh. would get in the way of his scholarship right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> very focused. Yeah. But I do wish, too, at the same time, I'm like, okay, you guys brought, like, Dilton back. Mm-hmm. Like, you brought the original actor of Dilton back. <laughs> yeah. Can there be anything about Dilton? Like, can we get, like, one subplot, please? Well, uh... That gives uh, us anything <laughs> about, like, what he's actually up to, what he, who he is. Jughead did imagine him as the 1950s equivalent of a spree shooter. So, darling, do you have any predictions? Well, I mean, they ruined my prediction that Jughead was going to get framed and how. Mm-hmm. I mean, he still could. You want to hear my prediction they ruined? Hmm. I wrote this one down like two days ago in advance of watching this episode. Yeah. Uh, the the Dr. Werther's repression would inspire Brad Rayberry to write yet another novel, Celsius 233. <laughs> but now that can't happen. Now it can't dead. happen because he's super dead. That'd have been amazing. It would have been great. Like if what if there's a manuscript Jughead finds of that? Like if this episode started with him like scrambling and escaping, and then like we don't talk about it for another three episodes, like <laughs> like the other vic- murder victims. I don't know what is gonna happen. <laughs> Do you think that uh, there will be a disabled student in Riverdale High? For Archie to make very confused faces at, and then when he figures out what's up, punch someone else. Is Archie going to learn about dyslexia? (laughs) Is he going to have dyslexia and, like, have to stand up for himself? Veronica, why won't they give you a business loan like they would the guy who you bought the movie theater from? Wait a minute, I've got to punch somebody. Because I won't even be able to have a credit card in my name for another, like, few decades, Archie. <laughs> Who do I punch about this? Can Archie eventually punch Uncle Frank about... <laughs> he's done it before. Something. Because, I mean, he's just awful. He's This Uncle Frank's awful. Uncle Frank might be the biggest homophobe in Riverdale. Uh, I mean, like, he's awful because he just goes along with all of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Racism, That's true. That's homophobia, true. He, he sexism. Like, yeah. He went out and got Reggie... And it's not because he believes in Reggie, it's because Reggie puts up numbers. Yeah. And, like, when uh, uh, Mayor Blossom is talking about him as this this dumb implement to be used to lift our school, uh, like, his coach, his sponsor, the person who shares a roof with this guy is just like, yep, that's entirely accurate. I'm going to nod along with you. Yeah. Frank sucks. Frank does suck. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't got anything. I don't really feel like there's any, like, big thing that... Another thing that happens when there aren't big swings and big chaotic elements in the show, it makes predictions too easy. Yeah. Oh, someone's going to have trouble in their, their relationship and they're going to break up or commit to making it work. No fucking shit. That's boring. I don't want to say that every week. That sucks. I want to talk about werewolves. I want to talk about werewolves too. Why were there the werewolves in the scene? Like, come on, give me weird shit. I want weird shit. Roberto, come back. Roberto, we miss you. I want weird fucking shit to talk about. I want sex vampires and werewolves and, and mystical deer. Bring back the sacred deer. I want bear man. Bear man. This show used to. I want Mothman. I want the possibility of aliens. This show used to have a bear man in it. It's been years since we had a bear man. I want like corrupt jails Mm -hmm, that are mm -hmm. and and weird ass drugs. So uh, I suppose it is time to talk about what is coming next. Next episode, chapter 126, coming in one week's time, of course, is titled Betty and Veronica Double Digest. This is not a film. This is the title of an Archie Comics Digest that's been running for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. If, if you go to your local grocery store 
there's a good chance you'll see something labeled Betty and Veronica Double Digest. I have a few hundred of them over <laughs> on the shelf. <laughs> so this trailer, though. This trailer. This trailer. Uh, Betty is in uh, the office with Dr. Werther's, who mm-hmm. asks her, how often do you think about sex? You do not want to know, boy. Sex Dracula. And she's like, oh, an average amount? While she's having sex fantasies about every straight boy in school and also Veronica. We got Jughead. We got Fags, who might be by here as well. We don't know. Honorary straight for, uh, for girl kissing purposes. We got Reggie. We got Archie. We got these fantasies in going on in the school. We got them um, uh, in... I think before Midge's pregnancy, they did specifically mention Fangs being bi. Like, I think there was a scene in the dark room or something. I don't remember. Mm, okay. But I, I would like that they keep it canon, please. Well, if you need him explaining that he's bi, just go back to the last season. No! <laughs> over and over again. <sighs> okay, can, can, I, can I give a prediction that will not happen, but that sure. I would like to have sure. happen? Sure, Okay, so the last episode they were like, oh, but there's that drive-in that's taking our money, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. I want there to be turf wars mm. between the Babylonian and the drive-in, mm-hmm. and I want that to be when we get walking back. I would love to see, like, a bunch of greasers hanging out in an alley, smoking their cigarettes, just, like, slapping chains against a, a brick wall, and then... The fucking, like, bellhop outfits. They have Clay <laughs> and Kevin in with, like, and switchblades. No, not switchblades. They have the, like, velvet ropes. <laughs> they're just, like, swinging those. Like. And instead, like, so then the, the greasers have the switchblades, and they have, like, uh, uh, popcorn scoops. <laughs> and just beat them with little flashlights. <laughs> Shining in their eyes. <laughs> Make them go down to their knees. Pour hot popcorn butter on them. <laughs> I am also into this bliss. <laughs> but, but the trailer ends with Betty saying, quote, What better way to understand a person than to understand their desires? I don't know about that, actually. That, that is a direct quote from Bram Stoker's Sex Dracula. <laughs> See, the... This stuff, this stuff right here is what, is exactly what I was talking about like 10 minutes ago or whatever. Yeah. Riverdale needs to come back to meeting us on this level. They uh, should listen to us. (laughs) They should uh, take our turf war bellhop versus the Mm drive-in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and hey, if... Ooh, ooh, they can also take, like, one of those, you know, the speakers that you put in your car window that has, like, the cord. They can, like, strangle someone with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if Equity does uh, uh, vote to, to go along with the strike in this motion that has been recently passed to membership... Yeah. Then there's bound to be a production break. There's gonna have to be a production break, then. <laughs> Even if they got the shit written, like, you can't keep going. Yeah, somebody's... There won't be anyone in front of the, the camera to read the words that, that were written before mm-hmm. the, the other strike. And multiple uh, Riverdale actors have, like, retweeted and reposted about the uh, vote for the strike. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, they aren't walking across the line. I mean, we have seen... Th- there have been so many stories about uh, how this cast has been treated... Or, I mean, specifically, crew that is in charge of caring for the cast has been treated like people falling asleep while driving uh, cast mm-hmm. members back to their hotels or whatever. Like, this this is a set that, that needs some regulations, needs some support. Less bottom line cutting on the Riverdale set, please. Well, and it's not just their set, it's like all sets. Right, right, right. Um, but I just mean like this particular microcosm, a mm-hmm. lot of personal experience being had. Yeah. The entertainment industry is a constant. Of course, of course. You know, take advantage of people, mm-hmm. and people brush it off as like, "Oh, they're being paid." Blah blah blah. Like, only some people are being paid money. Yeah. Other people aren't being paid much, and also it doesn't matter. People still deserve to be treated like humanely and, and uh, with like, their safety and in to mind. Own their work and their performances. Mm-hmm. 
to have the residual system still mean something in uh, uh, the streaming on-demand, whoops, we took it away, uh, uh, world we're entering. Yeah. Like, oh, it's gone forever. Gone forever. This is why I still buy DVDs of things I like. Mm-hmm. Or Blu-rays. And why, like... That Willow show existed for six months. Never released physically. It, like... Unless you, you like, ripped it and pirated it, you will never watch Willow. Yeah. Well, and that's, like, I've been thinking about it, actually, more recently, too, especially as we've been, you know, enjoying old shows I really like that have been hard to get a hold of Mm -hmm. is, like, shows I like that are on streaming. And, like, if they've been released, like, I want to get them because I don't trust that they will be there. Yeah. Sorry, Peacock. I don't have faith in you. I have faith in my Sequest Blu-ray box. Yes, I do. I will forever, like, keep my Blu-ray and my DVDs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. including my uh, set that is from a different region. Because <laughs> you never know. But no, go strike, people. Go get, your, get, your, get your rights. Support the strike funds. Pick it if, you're, uh, if you can. I've been very, very happy to see a number of Chicago-based productions get shut down mm-hmm. over these last few weeks. Uh, but in any case, we, as always, uh, uh, encourage, plead, beg, well, let's just sit, settle on encourage you to uh, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you have the opportunity. Uh, you can also tell a friend. Please tell your friends. Tell your friends about uh, how awesome we are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And about the skit scats. Please share a skit scat with a friend. Get yourself a senior mint, you know, a mint with some experience, a mint who's seen some shit. I don't know if I want a mint that's seen some shit. (laughs) It's a little concerning. Uh, You can also follow us on Twitter at sex underscore Archie. With that, I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And from us here at Sex Archie. Strappy Flutterbum. What does it even mean? Did you come here to find out if there really is a sex Dracula? It's okay, don't be scared. It's just me doing a silly voice, Momo. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. You can go back to bed. 